0: And welcome aboard Costume Station Zero I'm Bob Mitch, and I'm here with a good friend of mine Who you might have seen at Comic-Con In various uh, Johnny Depp disguises Such as Jack Sparrow, Barnabas Collins Edward Scissorhands, or the Mad Hatter So please welcome Mr. Connor Breen
1: Hello, hello, hello So, uh,
0: i like to start at the beginning Uh, What got you into cosplay?
1: Oh, well, that one That's a funny story, actually Um, Back in the day, a million years ago Back when I was Chibi Connor Um I wanted Halloween costumes, and my mom used to make all of my costumes. She made literally everything I ever wore until I was in high school. Every costume I ever had, she made. I was like Pinocchio when I was like 10, and it was this beautiful costume. We even still have it. Go figure. Mm -hmm. And um, as years went on, um, eventually comes up to, what was it, 2005 or something? Whenever whenever Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out. And I went to go see that movie twice in theaters because I was a huge fan of of uh, the original film with Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. as well as I grew up reading all of Roald Dahl's books. So it was one of those things where it's like, oh, yes. So I go see it, and I, it's even more so that I grew up w- w- watching Tim Burton films and anything that had Johnny Depp in it. So I was kind of obsessed with that, and I loved the costume design. And my mom said, well – great, you want a Halloween costume this year? You get to make it. <laughs> so so well, we ended up ordering the coats because uh, the pattern was impossible to find at the time. And um, I made the vest and the shirt and the hat band. Uh, my mom bought me a clear acrylic pipe that I turned into the cane, which I still have. Uh, a very good friend of mine, his mother was an art, is an artist, and she painted the the handle for me. So it's one of my very very special canes in my massive cane collection so that's one of my big ones and yeah wonka was born i got an entire like page in the in my school yearbook that year
0: nice uh so yeah. did now when you when you cosplay a character like that were you more about showing off the costume or did you want to also embody the character
1: oh i do everything i can to embody the character i'm i'm basically like a performer at heart so when I, I, watched, I literally watched the movie maybe a thousand times while making the costume, and I just studied everything that Johnny Depp did, all the, the little hand movements, all the, 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 the twitches, the awkward feels, and all that kind of things. One of, the, one of the big things I was really particular about when doing that costume in particular was I loved the way his gloves squeaked. I love that he would get awkward and he would clench his hands and you hear that creak in the glove. Mm. And so I ended up, I originally used uh, purple like doctors, nitrile gloves and they had that, that creak to it. Eventually I got a pair of these uh, nice purple isotoner leather gloves with a cashmere lining. And they have just the right amount of kind of sound to it. Cause mm. I want to, I, like, I want that awkward sound because it just, it's, it was this, Adorable sound, and I liked it. I liked that they added that. So that was one of those little thing, little little tiny things that I wanted really badly for that costume. And I'm any any time I decide to redesign uh, Wonka, I've done maybe two or three other Wonka themed a- outfits. That really, I gotta just take pictures of one of these days. <laughs> um, I uh, I have like a pair of red gloves and a pair of black gloves, and they all. I all like every time I find a pair of gloves at like Kohl's or something, I'll put them on and mess with them until I can get them to creak just the way I want them to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, okay, these ones creak. They're buyable.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 You're always repurposing for, for costume wear, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: And that, that costume is on the list of revamps. I'm working on retailoring the coat and making a new vest. Cause I've gotten way better at sewing since that, that one was made
0: <laughs> sure sure yeah um well i mean you learn things your skills improve and and oh, so yeah. on yeah. Uh, i'll step back to this in one second so uh willy wonka you consider that your first official cosplay
1: that was most definitely my first official like big time cosplays i want to say that in the sect of like anime cosplays and stuff like that my first was spike spiegel
0: mm-hmm.
1: from cowboy bebop oh yeah man. great show I mean, who? Yeah, who doesn't love Cowboy Bebop? Mm-hmm. So those are up, those two are up there with. Those are like my two classics that I will always keep. Um, but I want to say that maybe yeah, uh, Wonka was definitely the first one I actually had a lot of hand in making, mm-hmm. and a lot of that transferred into when I did Spike, which I still have that costume. It still fits. I still I've I've wore wore it maybe two years ago at Comic Con again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Always worth bringing back every now and then. And, uh, yeah, it's just, that was, that was definitely one of the big ones and one of my more, um, expensive costumes to start with too. So, I mean, back then, you know, you could buy the coat for a hundred bucks and, or say like the cane was like 30 with, for just a tube, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so when you, uh, when you pick a character, are you picking, I mean, obviously with Willy Wonka, it was something very close to you, but, um, are you picking characters that they'd speak to you or that you just feel, Oh, I can pull this off because of my, my height or body type, or because this is just what's popular right now?
1: Well, I, I mean, I'm always a fan of popular costumes. A lot of times I I'll get into them, especially cause I work with an entertainment company. So it's like, Oh, this looks like fun. This is popular. This I could make and book out, and heck, that pays my rent. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the times, it's it's all about like the design. I'll uh, I, I I do do a lot of Tim Burton Johnny Depp stuff because Colleen Atwood just has this. I don't know what it is, but she just knows what to put Johnny in all the time. He always gets the coolest costumes. Um, when they did Alice in Wonderland, which I mean it granted was not very great in the box office, the design for the costumes and just the world of wonderland was brilliant and was totally, totally fit the whimsical darkness that Tim Burton kind of embodies with his twisted fairy tales. Mm -hmm. And when I, when we, when we first saw that costume in person at comic con, I want to say comic con 2009, um, when I first saw that costume in person, I loved I loved the little tiny details and the the multiple layers of the vest, all the different buttons. Um, I'm a big hat geek. I've always been a hat geek. So when they had that hat on display, it was just one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. All the tooled leather and the hand stitched detailing, and I, I like I had to have it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I've been there. I understand. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of what I pick is based straight off design um as of late every now and then uh every now and then you know I'll pick a character that goes, "Oh, oh you know, I could totally, totally pull this off." It would I mean like sometimes it'll be one of those ones where it's like I don't care too much about the character, so I don't want to put huge amounts of time and effort into making it. Mhm. it would be fun to do anyway so every now and then that will be one of the costumes I buy. Um, Back when I was doing a lot more anime stuff I did Kakashi from Naruto and that one I pretty much bought the whole costume but I just did it because it was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with Germany from Italia. That one was uh, that one I I primarily ordered it because I did not want to mess up trying to make a German uniform so I actually bought a replica World War II German uniform and I mean, I love that costume. The thing is built beautifully. So, yeah, that's one of those things. But a lot of times when they're costumes with the huge amounts of detail and the design, and that's that I want to do because I want to try and do it. I want to just show myself I can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of things as of late have been also inspired through just the makeup. I'll see something and think that makeup looks really cool and that would be fun to make. Um one of the characters I've wanted been wanting to do for a while since I've gotten into the effects makeup um was um uh Magic Max from uh from Princess from a uh, oh, wait, yeah, Princess Diaries. Um no. Oh, I forgot the name of the movie? I was just talking about it today too. Um Princess Bride. Thank you. There you oh, go. Okay. <laughs> yes, and see too many damn princess movies. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, I love Billy Crystal and he's got that, all that old man wrinkled makeup on. And it's, you know, you watch him in the film and he's hilarious. And mm-hmm. It's like that was so much fun to do. It would be fun to be in that old man makeup and just fun to be that. Um, another one, and I was joking with my cousin about this is that I wanted to do, uh, from, from, uh, Amadeus do old Salieri. And have him be the the orderly and push me around in a wheelchair at a convention, so I can go around and just go, "I absolve you, I absolve <laughs> you," just to get to do old man makeup.
0: That's uh, yeah, and that's a reach because that's uh, probably something a lot of people are gonna miss in terms of what you're doing.
2: Yeah,
1: people would miss it, but the but for those those people that go, "Oh my God, I love that movie! This is amazing!" <laughs> makes it all worth it.
0: Um, so, uh, do you, do you also try to have in mind, uh, either, uh, if you're doing a character that you'll have a group or a side character with you or that you'll plan it for a very particular event where it's likely to get recognized for, for what it is, or you're just like, Nope, this is the con I'm doing and this is the character I'm doing and people can like it or lump it.
1: A a lot of times. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't do a lot of group stuff. I, I did group stuff back in the anime days, and the th- problem with group stuff is, it's you'll have someone like me and like one or two other people who put all this time and effort into your costumes, and you got the one person that just didn't do anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and that that's just stressful right there. I'd rather do my outfit with one or two people with the, that one or two people that I know are going to do all the work, rather than have someone beg you, "Hey, I need you to make me this," and mm-hmm. it's the night before. Mm-hmm. Um. so i i tend to stray away from large group things uh the only group that i'm really committed to in the in like nowadays with comic-con and stuff is uh the league of hatters and that features you know a bunch of a whole group of mad hatters and in, including my friend chad everett i got um we've got my friend uh danny and uh we have a little hatter he's the cutest little thing too he's like what is he? He's like 13 now. He's just adorable, but um, he's not even 13 yet. He's he's still just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the only group I'm really kind of committed to because mm-hmm. um, because for uh, for all of us there, we do all the work ourselves. We we don't. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss what we can do. We'll find stuff. We'll share information. But primarily, a lot of the work is done. Like my costume is my costume. I made it, mm-hmm. but there'll be little things like Chad will have created something. be like, oh, I made a bunch of them for for us, and so that way we all have the same thing. Um, for instance, uh, we a lot of us have the same hat band because um, Chad made the hat scarves, a mm-hmm. bunch of the hats. Um, I I do the embroidery on the pants. So like five or six of us, I want to say maybe like no like f- like five of us, all have the same embroidery because I did all the embroidery
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's kind of a fun thing like that where every costume is different but little parts of them are group efforts and that kind of makes and that's what's so great about you know, the Dep hatter also is that it's there's no way to do it wrong you can always take it whatever direction you want to go and there's so much detail that you can always play with it
0: mm-hmm. well it adds a consistency as well
1: yeah, that, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so uh, let me let me step back and uh, ask: Do you do you have a favorite of these characters that you do?
1: Uh it's always been a been a tough one because my number my number one go to is my Mad Hatter. Um, mm-hmm. I've, Hatter is my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> I uh, I did Mad Hatter for the first time in 2010, and that was the Disney Parks style.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that one is currently in the process of what I like to call the great hatter revamp. I created a hashtag for it and everything. It's totally not trending, but who cares? <laughs> uh, um, but I'm in the process of uh, constructing a new, more accurate hat based off of the measurements from the park. Um, working on a, on a new coat. I have to order uh, fabric from Japan for this coat um how did you how I, did you
0: find fa- fabric in japan
1: um a good friend of mine actually from japan has this very cute very well done hatter costume and i loved her fabric so she sent me a link on where to order it but now i need to find someone in japan to order it for me and then send it to me because it only ships locally so <sighs> yay for the mm. complications um, oh, yeah, oh yeah but uh i'm uh i i went out and ended up for for eight years almost i've been looking at this specific pair of shoes and i finally got them last year my custom handmade leather hatter shoes they're made almost exactly like the ones in the park and i got them from the guy who made all the shoes for how the grinch stole christmas nice yeah so he makes them for that He makes them for like all the clown shoes for ringling brothers so they're the best shoes i could possibly have ever owned they're like outrageously expensive but they're the most comfortable shoes I own now I can imagine oh yeah um, so the only thing that's key, that's really stepping me back with this darn costume is a damn vest fabric I'm uh, searching 10 years for that stuff
0: uh, but, you know, I can relate again <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> it's a thing and it doesn't help that it's probably custom made by Disney and only Disney gets it
0: so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you. Right, this is where you get into custom fabrics, custom embroiderers, and and mm-hmm. if you can't make yeah. it, yeah, and and then
1: one of the characters that I've been wanting to do um, is Wolf from Into the Woods, because uh, my girlfriend Marina Tinker um, on Instagram, you can find her, um, she wants to do red really bad because we just love the costumes that that this beautiful red, vel uh red uh, it's a leather. Cloak and the, the latticework dress, and everything like that. It was, I was lucky enough to get to see them at the El Capitan for a total of five minutes. Um, I spent $16 on a movie ticket to look at these costume for fi- costumes for five minutes.
0: Okay, <laughs> That's
1: how bad I can see this costume up close. Uh, because none of the literally none of the pictures do it justice. I would have never known by looking at the pictures that the entire outfit for Wolf the pants, the coat. That whole thing, it's all embroidered material. Every inch of it is embroidery. Hmm. Yeah. So I would have never known that if I gotten to see it. Now that I see it, I'm like, great, I need to, I need a machine. I need the machine. I mm-hmm, need it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So someday. That
0: wow, and I, I only deal with embroidery on very small things, and uh, what you just described just sounds like uh like like a headache.
1: So it's it's an entire like you took it's like Colleen took a a nice typical wool uh, suiting fabric, put it through an embroidery machine, and embroidered every inch of the bolt, and then made it into a into a zoot suit. Wow. Yeah. So, this is my life. <laughs> this is why I live in a shoebox.
0: Mm. It it all goes to costumes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, is it a hobby or an addiction? I don't know. Uh, you know
1: what? I could be doing math. <laughs>
0: Good point. Good point.
1: That's what Bomb keeps telling herself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nope, very true. Everyone's got their thing, and uh, yes, there there are far more destructive things you could be doing than this. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
1: I don't know. This is pretty destructive. You should see my apartment.
0: <laughs> well, is messy destructive, or is, or is it? I guess it all depends on the point of view. But uh,
1: I got, I got about like maybe three feet of walking space from my door to my, uh, to my bed. So I, I mean, I'm doing pretty good right now.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, you, you have access to a toilet. You're all right, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm still, I still, I'll hop in the shower, and I will still have sequins fall off me from uh, the twelve Elsa costumes I've had to make. So.
0: Uh, you take commissions as well.
1: Um, I've done I've done a couple commissions. I'm always iffy about commissions because my biggest worry is sending somebody something and have it not fit. Sure, sure. That's mm-hmm. my biggest worry.
2: Mm-hmm. If you
1: live close by, it's like, oh, come by on the weekend and we'll fit you.
2: Mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I do make costumes for a local um, a local San Diego company, Royal Entertainers, and um, I've made I've made a huge amount of their costumes and it's surprising the stuff that comes out of this tiny apartment. Uh 2 years ago I made a Princess Sophia from Sophia the 1st and that whole dress was made in my apartment and if you look at the size of this dress and everything that's on it there's no way this dre- that dress could actually fit in my apartment. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it, I, w- I made it, it was one of my it was one of my bigger ones. I was one of my the ones I was really happy with. Um so yeah, we made I made uh, it was a huge group effort to do this too. The Cinderella and Fairy Godmother from the new 2015 in three days. We made it in three days. Both of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, did you sleep?
1: Um I forgot what that was. Okay. So, uh, there have been days, uh, last year, for instance, I was making elf costumes for um for our the Winter Wonderland at uh, at um Petco Park. It's like every weekend in December. Uh, Last year we had like 12 characters. This year we're doubling the cast, so we're having even more characters that are going to be there. Um, And last year I had to make a couple uh, elf costumes. I was up an entire day and night. I I ended up sewing all through the night, left for my job at 7. I maybe slept for an hour at the carousel yeah i work at the carousel at seaport village so i slept on the carousel for an hour opened up the carousel um sat there stitching on buttons as i'm working then i go to work that night at the winter wonderland wow yeah i i mean they say five hour energy gives you gives you you know energy and god darn does that stuff give you energy <laughs>
0: I've never tried it. I've always just stuck to coffee, but good to know.
1: If you if you are really that desperate to get something done and not and you have decided that sleep is no longer important right now, yes, five hour energy. Okay. But where no matter what the the commercials say, that stuff tastes like motor oil.
0: Uh yeah. I don't think I've ever had a, a, a monster bread bowl that ever tasted good. So yeah, I could understand this, that. This,
1: of course. Imagine taking everything in Monster, everything that gives you that, that en- extra energy, and condensing it into a little bottle, and then do that as a shot.
0: There you go. It's okay. horrid.
1: It's horrid. Anyway.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, we, we try to make a Flash costume in six days, and the elements and everything beat us, talk, actually.
1: The leather one, too, right? The new one.
0: Uh, no, the uh, the 90s one, the foam. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. the foam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, foam.
0: Yeah, it, we yeah. got about half sixty eh, percent done, and we just decided this. We'll just wait till another convention because, unfortunately, uh, you can only stave off sleep and uh, and other things in life that were going on so much. And oh well, we have a very good start though, so it wasn't totally oh, yeah. for naught. But that's uh, good. That's good. Yeah,
1: yeah no, cosplay kind of turns into its own version of the Russian sleep experiment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I've noticed as I've gotten older, you know, as I've left my twenties, that uh, no, I, I do need a, I do need minimum sleep. I can't get by with no sleep for like three days anymore. I just I just can't do it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's not possible anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I wonder, like, God, how did I do
1: that back then? And oh, God, um... yeah, back when we were all like fifteen and stuff, we're running around like it's no big deal. Who needs sleep? And now, now, I, I literally I had I worked a bit last night, fell asleep. I got up at like ten this morning, was laying in my bed just kind of chilling because I was gonna be meeting my boss later to uh, have a little meeting about this year's Winter Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Sitting there playing Phoenix Wright, and I pass out for two hours.
0: Yep, yep. I'm
1: like I just slept. Why am I falling asleep again?
0: Mm-hmm. Because your body's going to sabotage you. Going like, oh, you're not doing anything right now important. Well, then you're going to sleep.
1: That's yeah, okay. Well, just a nap. And now, and a- after I woke up, I'm like, well, crap. I'm going to go to bed late tonight. Now, great.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. been there. Um uh, so uh one thing I do like to talk cuz some people are like they they finish a costume and they did their event or their convention and they're done. They don't generally revisit the costume. You seem like you have the bug that I have and that others I know have where uh you're kind of constantly revising a costume, oh, right?
1: Um yeah, like certain costumes very rarely do I get something done and go I'm happy with it. <laughs> no, um a lot of times Something had to be done. Something didn't get done right. And then I go, "Okay, that's fine. It works. No one's really going to notice. I'll change it later. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, Jack Sparrow, for instance, I don't know what the heck is Penny Rose's issue with the rest of us Jack Sparrows in this world. But every freaking movie, let's just add more junk to Jack.
0: (laughs) Right, right
1: yeah, no, it was the f- the first I remember the first film I sat there. I watched that movie maybe five hundred times in front of my sewing machine. um just to get parts of the wig, right. You know, I freeze framed and fr- and frame by framed everything. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I can now officially tell you where all the beads decide to move because in the first movie, they just couldn't figure it out. The beads kept moving. Things moved on this head all the time. The continuity was everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but after that, that was like, Pants, boots, vest, belt, sash, wig. There you go. That's that's literally it. Then comes the second film. Okay, great. Now he's wearing the coat more. He has the hat more. So now that's got to get done. Oh, look. We also have to have... We now have another belt. Oh, and there's things hanging on the belts now. And the boots changed color. And there's some new stuff in his wig. The third movie comes... Oh, look. There's more stuff now. Other little, t- little tiddly bits here and there. And now... Then there's the fourth movie, and they changed one of the belts, and they changed one of the belts just slightly, that it's now slightly a different belt. Oh, so, okay. It, yeah, made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. It's the exact same belt, only with two little things added to it.
0: So, when you do this, are you trying to have all the variants ready to go, depending? Or do you just go for one specific Jack Sparrow? Like, my friend does one specific Indiana Jones a lot. He actually—I oh. think he's done most of them by now, but his favorite is Temple of Doom, so that's usually his go-to. Oh,
1: Temple of Doom is definitely one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people go with the Raiders simply because there's, there's, like, a deep love for that Raiders pinch in the hat. Sure. And— um, I mean, I admit I have an Indiana Jones hat, and I bought it at Disneyland, so it's not one of the accurate ones. But Mm -hmm. I sat there and steamed the whole thing to give it the Raiders pinch because I like the Raiders pinch. Mm -hmm. Um, But for Jack, as of right now, I've kind of been in like the fourth Jack sect um, just because I really liked the vest. I'm working on getting a new vest um, done, at least get the fabric for it. I need to remake the wig. My wig actually... What I did, Jack, um, back in 2007? hmm Yeah, 2007, because I, I, it was the last costume before I graduated high school. It's the same wig from 2007, so I've had that wig since 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12,
2: 13,
1: 14. Eight years. I've had that wig for eight years. hmm And it's just been things have been added to it. Things have been taken off backwards and forwards. So little things get changed out. Um and I kind of think I'm just sticking with, with the fourth Jack because I'm looking at pictures from the fifth movie and there's a new dangle on the on the bandana, which I may or may not get. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, there's like some hand wrap different tattoos, which I, I, I rarely deal with the tattoos unless I know I'm going to get like a good photo shoot out of it just because I don't have a lot of those temporary tattoos and I'm not about ready to go get my own. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's it's more like, oh yeah, I would totally love to get this tattoo, but how will this affect other costumes?
0: Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, so I'm kind of just sticking with uh, Pirates 4 Jack right now until I decide maybe if I want to upgrade certain parts. I don't know. Um, but I'm just focusing, really, when it comes to Jack, just focusing on revamping what I have. Um, I... I think when Pirates 4 came out, I bought all new buckles because this was back when I was working a job that was giving me a bunch of disposable income. Mm-hmm. And I could go, oh, look, they have um, Acme selling now the new buckle. So I'm just going to buy these three buckles, these two buckles and one belt. And I end up spending like 250 bucks on just buckles. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, that's – that one, um, Hatter, obviously, because like I said, it's one of my my big my he's my big go-to. Park Hatter, I want like just as accurate as I can get. So I felt that it's time that this needs a full revamp. Um, and then other ones have little little up in the airs. I may or may not revamp Barnabas because the green coat was really, really cool, and the suiting that I got, just the 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 wool that I got wasn't it was like a poly wool, and I wanted like a a wool wool. So Mm -hmm. that one might get changed. Um, I'm actually contemplating whether I want to change, change up Heath Ledger Joker or not, because I have six yards of the most beautiful purple wool lying around. And I have that is just for that costume. Mm -hmm. So I need to actually sit down and cut the darn thing out and do it.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So it's one of those kind of things. Like there's a lot of stuff where I have, this is for that costume. This is to change on this costume. This is to change on this costume. But I just don't have the time to do it right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the great enemy of the cosplayers at time or money, right?
1: Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and on top of that, I'm trying to revamp Hatter. I'm trying to get, um, the mad tea party, uh, Hatter from California adventure. I'm trying to put that together. Cause I have leather for the jacket. I actually have the belt buckle that they use at the park. I was very, very lucky to get my hands on that from the designer who mm-hmm. made them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm not—people uh, have asked, oh, where did you get it? Where can I get it? I need to get one. I'm like, I can't tell you. I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. one of those kind of deals. But now that I have it, I'm very excited to actually get to do that one because I love that costume. And it's just—it's it was it's such a sparkly, glammy costume.
0: <laughs> now, when you're uh, finding materials, do you—is uh, this the kind of thing where you want to do this costume, so you're going to go on that hunt and— When you get lucky and things start to come together, it comes together and that's great. Or do you find when you're out looking for stuff, oh, wait a minute, this is a perfect wool for this character. And I just so happen to have seen the right shoes and the right this. So you weren't thinking about doing this costume, but suddenly in front of you are all the right materials to do it. So you're like, all right, I'm going to do it because this stuff's right in front of me.
1: That does tend to happen. Um, I end up collecting like a million swatches when I go to the garment district in LA. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this one may or may not work. I'm going to take it home with me. Mm-hmm. This one is perfect. i got to remember where I can get that. Mm-hmm. You know? um, big issue, again, obviously, is money. So if I had the, the income that I used to have, I'd be buying fabrics right and left just because it's like, oh, I know I need this.
0: Mm-hmm. And, of so, course, you get back. You find it works or doesn't work. But you find the stuff that works, and then you know exactly. you better get back there in a week or two before it sells out.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or at least – make friends with whoever owns the shop and be able to go, oh, can I call you about this? Uh, that's kind of what happened with uh, with Grinch. We went to, uh, we were in the Garment District, and it was getting late. It was maybe 6 o'clock. Everything started, you know, to close up, and um, we're heading back to the car, and I see sticking out of a box this this green fur. I go, hold on a second. I gotta check this out. I run over there. and grab it. It was only maybe about a, you know, like, one square foot worth of this fur. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is Grinch. This is what I need. So I go in and I ask the guy, hey, do you have any of this? He says, we don't, but we will be getting this in within the next couple months. I was like, okay, so can I get you to staple your card on here so I can call you and make sure that you guys have it again? Mm -hmm. And we ended up going back there and buying that fur, and that's how we made uh, Grinch for last year. We're in the process of making a new Grinch costume this year. Simply because we discovered the hard way that you can't dry clean fur. <laughs> so now he looks like like he looks like a Jewish version of the Grinch. <laughs> um, it's pretty horrible. It's very <laughs> very sad. It was a very expensive costume, and now it's like you know.
0: Ah, uh, that yeah. it's gotta hurt. That's really gotta hurt. Look
1: at it. you would just look at it and you go, Oi. <sighs> I look like a. Sh-
2: <laughs>
1: i feel i feel like i gotta like walk around with a yarmulke and talk it talk yiddish grinch all day
0: sure 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 sure. um well, it's, it's
1: bad. The uh, pork.
0: that sucks that really um wow uh yes. wow
1: so and, and i was talking to my boss about it and i'm like well i guess next time we're just gonna put it inside a bat inside the bathtub full of detergent and do it by hand because that's the only way it looks like it works
2: mm.
0: I, 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 yeah yeah um that yeah I I get very possessive of my costumes when I have to clean them too like it, oh, yeah. It, yeah like if I don't trust it I just yeah I hand wash well, <laughs>
1: uh this is the second time I've had an issue with dry cleaning I uh back when I did um Eckert from uh Tron nice, um, nice yeah it was I uh I did the whole it's it was caster traditionally but I did the whole Eckert one from the electronica show at at Disneyland simply because the costume was a little more simpler and I could do the reflective tape and all that um, that costume I I tested a, a a method of double layering polyester so that way I can make it thicker and a lot of this stuff that I'll, I'll do this just to see I'll test it and then I'll be like okay good now I can use it on the actual costume I planned on doing this with um, so I used you know that glue in interfacing uh, like that stitch witchery stuff whatever it's called um but what happened was after i wore it you know got a little grungy with makeup i'm like okay that's fine i'll just take it to the dry cleaner i'll have this one properly cleaned i take it in uh they say okay it'll be five bucks i'm like perfect i go back you know two or two days later to go pick it up all the electric uh the, the reflective tape had fried away it was completely gone it was just like hanging off it was like it, it looked like it melted. Mm. Um, there were these dark splotches in the costumes from from the costume where parts had been glued, and I was like, "You ruined my costume!" And they're like, "Well, you just said it was just a costume." I'm like, "No, it's ruined. The this, the the reflective tape. Everything is is gone. What did you do?" And they're like, "Well, that material can't be dry cleaned." I'm like, "Well, why didn't you say that?" <laughs> So I'm just like, I'm not paying for this. I want my money back. So now, uh, sadly, only, well, thankfully, only half of that costume was really kind of destroyed. The other half I still have, and I just have to uh, thank God that this was the Mach 2 version of the costume, where I just did it as four panels rather than multiple panels sewn together. Mm -hmm. And I can replace that piece relatively easily. I just... Have to find the time, of course,
0: <laughs> as always
1: so hopefully hopefully I'll be able to bring back my my favorite m c soon in the future
0: what's we'll what, uh, out of all these costumes and you you see to know quite quite the uh, variety uh what would you say has generally been received the best uh,
1: um, that's a that's a really tough one um I feel like no I don't really know. That's a really good question. Uh, I, I seem to be most mostly known for my Jack and for my Disney Park hatter. Um, mm-hmm. just because those two I've probably worn more than others.
0: Well, related to what may or may not go down well, do you find there's a certain um, audience shift? depending on the character you do. I mean, a very good example on my end is when I did a library superhero day. Um, We had, you know, a Superman, a Wolverine, Batman, uh, Batgirl. And Mm -hmm. it was amazing to me to see how all the little girls wanted to meet Batgirl. All little boys wanted to meet Superman or Batman. Uh, The parents wanted to meet me because I was Shazam. And of course I was more (laughs) known to the parents than I was known to the kids, sadly. Uh, But Wolverine, all the teenage girls wanted to meet Wolverine. And I thought, okay, interesting. It's just interesting seeing kind of what character was speaking, kind of what crowd.
1: Separate, yeah. Mm. You know, I do find that that tends to happen. Um, I mean, I do do a lot of Disney characters, if obviously. Um, Mm. So, I mean, we—I want to say the day that we debuted, um, that Marina and I debuted Prince and uh, Prince Kit and Ella. It took us a whole maybe thirty minutes to walk from my apartment to the convention center, which is only a 10 minute walk. Mm -hmm. And we were constantly being stopped by, you know, little girls, all Mm -hmm. these little girls. They wanted to take pictures with Cinderella Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, you know, you get that a lot. Um, But then, then you have, uh, then you have like other, then you do have other characters. Like when you do, um, when I do Hatter, I, I tend to get a good amount of kids like talking to me, but I find what's funny in the birthday party realm, little kids, for some reason, seem to be more afraid of the park version hatter, which is, you know, more colorful, more, more kid-friendly, mm-hmm. like, themed, than they are of the Tim Burton hatter, which is more dark. And I, I, I feel like I need to do, like, a psychological study on this because it seems like what they're afraid of is the nose.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, they're afraid of abnormally large, like, things on your face, strange facial stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I'll go do characters, like—I'll do Johnny Depp, and literally, it's like, oh, yeah, you get a couple—I'll do, like, Jack Sparrow, yeah, and I'll—you'll get a couple of the guys who go, ah, yeah, you know? um, Or you get especially best reactions from other Jacks, because we're just—it it clicks. We're all goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then you get—with Jack, it's always— you get a, you do get a good amount of teenage girls, but you get mostly like women in their forties. <laughs> so many like older women, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna flirt with you because that's the character. But, hun, you you're like my mom. <laughs> you're old enough to be my mother. So, and and actually, that goes for a lot of times for pirates in general. Um, I do, I do do a character, pi- a pirate character at the Maritime Museum of San Diego. Mm-hmm and i just kind of i created this this character in two days i made the entire costume in two days um and i went with the with the name william kidd who was an actual english privateer in the 17th century um he was the he's the pirate that where all the the buried treasure lore came from essentially he's mentioned in uh, edgar Allan poe's gold bug and um He's supposed to be the uh, the pirate captain that buried the... Uh, well, he's, he's the inspiration for the buried treasure in Treasure Island. Uh-huh. So that was kind of a big choice for me right there. But even just as any old pirate, you're still getting these 40-year-old women who want to come take pictures with you sure. more than anyone else because mm-hmm. you're a pirate.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, huh. I don't I don't know what that is, but it happens. I, I don't know.
0: Uh so, yeah I, I don't know you're uh, representing the bad boy I don't know what to say it's uh I so guess strange. I yeah. guess
1: So but yeah no it is it is very strange how certain people react to other characters I know we got a lot of we got a lot of um we got a lot, like, we actually got a good amount of level with uh when Marina went as Bo Peep to D23 mm-hmm. because Toy Story is still pretty popular with the little ones but you did get quite a few older people who were very excited to see a really well done Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, is definitely kind of a, kind of a neat thing to see how, how people react to that. I know I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure as you, cause you do a lot of Dr. Who stuff, you probably get a lot more of the older people recognizing you as in your Tom Baker costume. Uh,
0: yeah, it's been an interesting shift. Um, uh, how do I describe this when I first did Tom Baker and it was just essentially a thrift thrown together version of that costume um it was I remember mm, that one yeah yeah oh uh, four I want to say is the first year I did it yeah uh, this is before the show came back and almost nobody got it um oh. this shows you how far off how how just buried it was in American pop yeah. culture um I think. A few random people got it. My friend Scott got it. He always makes the point to say, I'm one of the few people. Got it. I'm like, thank you, Scott. I appreciate that you you, you called me
1: out that day. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Scott. You can go sit back in the corner now. <laughs> uh, but he uh, – no, no. Uh, but I
0: remember there were a lot – and there were a few girls that, that noticed. But mostly it was people just going like, um, that's not your regular look, is it? I'm like, no. <laughs> like I'm wearing a scarf in July. <laughs> Are you in a
1: uh, are you in a cosplay? I can't tell.
0: Yeah, totally. Or people yeah. going, uh, my, my favorite is people would say, are you supposed to be like Indiana Jones's retarded brother or uh, <laughs> East Coast English professor or something? Uh, but
1: yeah, so, but then a couple of years later. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's a pretty good description of, of the classic doctor in general.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it fits that kind of look, but I mean, it was, it was very strange. Um, and then suddenly it comes back and I'm having other people around me being the new doctors and, uh, and especially once you hit
1: making connection.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well that, and they, they were smart the way they marketed it. I mean, over time they've, you know, put out toys, of the classic, they've referenced the classic now in the new show, people who know their who they at least know, like can touch on the old stuff. They, if you show up as an old doctor, they know you're a doctor. And yeah. uh, so it's night and day now when I show up as Tom Baker anywhere where most people will, will clock it. And, oh, yeah. uh, and I
1: mean, I, I grew up I grew up watching reruns of the old Tom Baker show. So Tam, Tom Baker was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of the it is one of those things where, yeah, you get excited because you see these old doctors. But it really only became mainstream now and it's it seems like it does it seems like in the world of cosplay that seems to happen i mean you you look at people who cosplay as he-man they may not be as recognized but for those few people who remember he-man you get it
2: mm mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, well,
1: he-man has turned into a meme anyway so people are going to recognize him anyway now uh, that's true.
0: I mean it, it it does depend. Like a friend of mine does Cyborg and to me Cyborg's a very 80s character. I was surprised yeah. that all these kids knew him and I forgot that oh he's featured on Teen Titans Go. So I'm like, yeah. oh great. You know, I I'm, I'm glad that there's some exposure to these other characters today. But um you know, a, a good example is I think my my first cosplay was the Greatest American Hero and that was a very interesting sociological experiment to see like uh virtually no girl knew who I was. All the guys knew, but of course they were over thirty, and you know it wasn't still like yeah, wearing as you say a Jack Sparrow or the few times I've done Iron Man where everybody wants to be your buddy and take pictures. Uh, But the reaction you would get from those limited people was through the roof because you just made their day.
1: So yeah, mm -hmm. and and I feel like that's that's one of the fun things about doing older characters that people may not remember because. Even though you don't see it a lot, and that's 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 kind of also why I keep Spike Spiegel because it's one of those animes that a lot of people our age did watch, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people grew up watching Cowboy Bebop. So you don't see it at conventions literally at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you still get those that group of people that go, "Oh my God, it's Spike Spiegel!"
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And in reality, it is. It is. It's cool getting to bring back old stuff like that because and that's one of the big things about cosplay is getting to show off your fandom mm. and then having people react to that nostalgic memory
0: yeah of that no no completely completely and that's why like you know we, we always talk about other characters we'd like just that we'd like to do that we we rarely or if ever see and it's like okay yeah maybe we'll only get those 10 guys who but we will make those 10 guys' day you know oh, exactly um, so yeah, I mean, is in that case, you're doing it for really, you're doing it for you and that's fine. Um, but and, there are people that will do those characters and then on a kind of go home all mopey that almost nobody took notice. And I'm always like, well, I mean, you know, you should just be happy. You did it for you and that yeah, you got the character out there.
1: Son. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I'm, I mean, I under, I understand that. Yeah. Everyone goes out there and they want the recognition. People do want people to go, Oh, Hey, I love your costume. And I mean, I want to say I've probably Did you ever see the movie? It was it wasn't even a movie, it was i a I'm a, uh, like a made like a TV mini series called The Color of Magic. No. No. Mm-hmm. Um it was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it's still on there or not. Uh one worth finding. Uh the main character is like this wizard and he's got this wonderful goofy little costume and um oh freaking Tim Curry plays like the villain in this too and nice. he's brilliant. And Part the part of the basis of this story is The entire world is, is on a disc world It is a disc world So the disc world, as we know Rests on top of four elephants That are on top of a giant sea turtle mm. Now, in the story At first they had all the theories And then they proved we're on a disc world This is what it is Then the next question arose Well, true, we're on top of a giant turtle But what is the sex of that turtle? <laughs> and it's... One of the funniest films I've ever seen mm-hmm. And I've only seen maybe three people In the last three years Cosplay from that film mm-hmm. At Comic Con mm-hmm. And it always makes me happy to see that Because I loved that That, that miniseries mm-hmm. I loved it, mm-hmm. and, it is, and that's what's so I think um, Powerful about cosplay Is that you get to go oh, I remember this
0: True. there's a, there's a lot to be said for nostalgia. I mean, it's so easy to go with whatever's popular flavor of the month and that's great. I mean, sometimes that works too and it's good to have I think some go-tos like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I'm all about bringing out the stuff that means something to me. If it hap- yeah. if I can if I can cross-section it with something that's kind of popular, great. But uh yeah, and and half the stuff in my to-do list is like, well, I know the events to wear it at, where it'll get enough love that Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. we're doing.
1: Um, and I, I can say that one of the that one of the conventions I'm hoping to go to. I, I don't know if it's going to be in the budget, but uh, the LeakyCon Con in October mm-hmm. for the, the Harry Potter one. I would love, love, love to go that to that just because one of my dream cosplays is Sirius Black. Now, if I went to, to Comic Con as Sirius Black, I'm probably I'm sure I'd pick up a couple people who would get it mm-hmm. because, but not as many because it's such it's a basic outfit. He's wearing slacks, a frock, like a sort of long frock coat and a vest. And he just looks like a normal, well-tailored Englishman, um, with only with the long hair and the, and the facial hair. But if I went to leaky con, everyone would get it. Sure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes, yeah, you do have to play to play to the convention. I, I mean, I, I would, I don't think I would wear, um, I don't think I would wear Barnabas Collins to, uh, to D23 because I don't know how many people would make the connection.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, it's funny. I, uh, I've been wanting to do a Condor man costume for years and, uh, <laughs> I know reaching, That's right. Cool. But, uh, but sure enough, I, need, I thought how many people would get this? And I thought, Oh, D23. So next D23, I think I'm that, that'll be where to the place to wear
1: it. That, that, that would definitely be the place to wear it. Mm. And, I mean, and now, actually, because of, back to Doctor Who, because of the popularity of Doctor Who, with the Doctor Who now being on Disney Channel as well.
0: Oh, wow, which, it's on Disney?
1: Where have you been? Yeah, they, they are showing um, the old, I want to say, not even the old David Tennant. They've completely skipped uh, Christopher Eccleson and uh-huh. gone straight to Tennant. Um, so it's kind of sad because I feel like Eccleson was a really good doctor and he doesn't huh. get enough rights. But they're straight up on Tennant. And they're showing all of those old episodes on Disney. Now, granted, yeah, they're a little edited because of language. And because it's not BBC, you are sitting there with like 16 commercials every 10 minutes. Uh. And I know, and we're all spoiled by sitting there watching them online and watching it an entire hour go by. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but now that they're on Disney Channel... I saw – I did actually see a couple doctors walking around at D23. Uh,
0: You're right. I saw them too. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very good point. I mean it's – I mean that just further reach into the American – I mean look, I thought it already made big when Smith took over and we got billboards and EW is doing coverage. I was like, wow, this is
1: uh, pinching. I got to say – I got to say real quick that I am so, so happy that Peter Capali is playing the new doctor because – I love Peter Capaldi. He is a fantastic actor. Mm. He is insanely talented, and he has got the greatest dry humor you've ever seen out of the BBC. <laughs> um, uh, if, you ever, if you ever watched, um, if you ever watched, uh, what was it, Magicians, it was a, like a English show with a couple, uh, it wasn't a show, it was a movie, with a couple of, like English comedians as magicians. It was a really funny film. He was like the main judge, and he's sitting there just, cussing out a storm at someone's performance no one else is there with him he's just talking to himself and it's the funniest stuff you've ever seen <laughs> um but i'm so happy that it's capali because not only is he very talented but he has that sort of classic doctor look and it feels more like they're sort of bringing back the the well what, 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 what did you say the the, the eastern english college <laughs> professor look and Again, this is one and this was one of those things where, you know, a bunch of us actual Doctor Who fans are thinking he's a perfect choice. This is amazing. But also, this is going to weed out the real Doctor Who fans, (laughs) from the girls who are just watching it because Matt Smith is cute. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, Um, if you've ever granted,
1: yes, Matt Smith is very cute, but (laughs) that should not be your basis of why you love the show.
0: uh you're you're taking the words right out of uh my mouth and kevin's mouth I, 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 if you ever go back through older episodes kevin and i re- sometimes review older episodes for little yeah. tweener bits and that that's more or less what he said when capaldi was cast capaldi <laughs> is his uh current favorite and i think he's doing a fine job and i'm very very oh, happy yeah, about he's, that it's
1: beautiful he's a, he's a, he's an amazing actor mm-hmm. and that was definitely a good choice i, I remember i've i've Oh, I I've, I've seen stuff on on like on eBay, uh, not Ebay on Facebook saying how like certain people want to play the doctor next and it's like it's a lady or it's like an American and like guys guys they're not going to cast an American. It's mm-hmm. just not going to work. And mm-hmm. chances are they're not going to cast a female because I don't think regeneration works like that.
0: Well, I agree with you, you know, but they've now set it, the precedent with Missy. So
1: Yeah, so well, we we don't know yet. Well, This is this is still. I think we're still in the uh, in the era of Moffat and whatever he's smoking.
0: I'll just say yes. I, yeah. this is a rabbit hole we could go very far down. But yeah, oh yeah, um, yes. yeah. It's funny. This reminds me of when you know I'm a big Superman fan as well. And uh, oh
1: yeah, and, and I'm I'm sure you're talking like the classic Lois and Clark Superman too. Uh, I'm going to go further back.
0: I mean I'm all Even about, further back. Oh yeah, I'm all about Christopher Reeve. I'm all about George yeah. Reeves. That you know I'm look that was what I was raised on, and I like Lois and Clark. But you know it's funny. Oh, yeah, how, I mean I
1: I used to watch that TV show after school all the time.
0: Right, and I remember when Lois and Clark and smallville were on and i would meet girls that liked superman and i'd be oh a girl who likes superman awesome (laughs) and then i'd find out they don't really like superman they like dean kane or they like tom welling because he's cute and i'd be like
1: tom welling was a good looking guy (laughs) i thought he was a good superman i actually i thought he made a good clark kent he had that kind of all-american boy look Mm -hmm. but yeah it's like you try – then you sit down and you try and talk to them about the show and they have no idea what you're talking about because they don't actually pay attention.
0: Uh, that or the only version they know is that version. And I'm like, yeah, but – I mean yeah. this is cool, but do, Brainiac should be like this. And Lex is kind of like – and you're uh, – and you're – OK. You just have to
1: – I, I still – I'm still a little – still – I'm sure you can agree with me. Still a little irritated at the whole Matt Smith bow ties are cool kind of a thing because guys – Guys, guys, Matt Smith wasn't the first one, doctor to wear a bow tie.
0: Uh, yeah, very true. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, he did wear it. But, I mean, you know, you go back to Hartnell. Uh,
0: Troughton, yeah.
1: Troughton, yeah. Mm-hmm. They all had bow ties. Mm-hmm. Just saying, guys. Mm-hmm. Just saying. hmm that and I also always kind of want to punch any doctor wearing a uh, cowboy hat and says that they're wearing a Stetson because they don't actually understand that a Stetson is a brand of hat and not a cowboy, just a cowboy hat.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I, that, that's my, that's where my hat obsession comes from. I'm, like I said, big hat geek. I actually own a vintage Stetson. It was my grandfather's hat. One of the things that was you know left to me when he died. Mm-hmm. So it's you no, know, you don't have a Stetson. I've got a legitimate Stetson. That's just a cheap toy cowboy hat. <laughs>
0: yep i, I get yeah. it. I get it. Uh, actually, I was gonna ask, well, let me okay, I'm always doing these little backtracks. What is your uh, favorite event to go to in costume? what What has been your favorite convention or ball or or whatever
1: um, <laughs> um, oh, my favorite um, I don't know i have a i have a I have a deep love for comic con only because I've been going there for so long, but starting to feel a little betrayed by them because now everything is insanely expensive. And, and I mean, I'm my girlfriend. She's only been twice. This mm. year, this year was her second year. Mm. And you know, we're walking there, dresses as, as Ella and Kit. And you see a family come by. It's like, oh, cool. You know, you have mom, dad. They brought their kids to Comic Con, but they're all carrying a giant bag, full of like full. Each bag was completely full of the same toy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, so you've brought your kids primarily just to help you carry the stuff you're going to go sell on eBay now. And that's. That kind of hurts because now it's it's just a business thing. There is it's no longer really that much about actually the appreciation of the art of the cinema of the of the of the comics of all that. It's more of let's go there. We can get this stuff signed. We can sell it. We can buy these exclusive toys. We can sell these.
2: Mm-hmm. And I... back
1: when I started going, it was I want to say back up at, at Ballroom Twenty, all cosplayers. For every person in normal clothing, there was like maybe two cosplayers um or at least for every cosplayer there's like two people in normal clothing now for every cosplayer there's like 50 people in just who are just normal people there to buy stuff
0: i I definitely do feel like there's been less cosplay the last couple of years um uh we we just did a a podcast about it and uh, the assumption is that perhaps people have a harder time getting in which is certainly true uh or that more cosplayers are kind of doing meetups like in the back they're not really on the floor well
1: because also also now it it's for a lot of us who do go through all the time to buy parts to put together the costumes and stuff, we don't have the time or the money to to purchase a, a ticket now to Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get lucky if you get one day, and with tickets selling out an hour in an hour, mm-hmm. it's it's really like you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. And I I I feel like they, there's there are ways that they could open it up for like you know people who want to go to. Hall H, because those people stay in Hall H lines all night long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's there's a better way that they could do that, where they could just buy a ticket to Hall H, and this is their sector. This is their section. If you're in this section at this time, you'll get in, mm-hmm. um, as long as you have this ticket kind of a thing. Or why can't I, ju- why can't I just buy a ticket to go into the main hall? I don't want to go to panels. I don't care about panels. I can watch them all on YouTube later if I really wanted to watch them. Um... I'm not gonna stand in an eight-hour line just to sit in the back while Matt Smith talks about nothing and um, answers a couple questions. I'd rather experience the convention. Yeah. So why can't I just buy a ticket for that? Um I wanna say that maybe recently, probably one of my best experiences convention-wise has definitely been D23. I felt like they, even though it's a newer convention, I I like that it was a it was smaller, it was more I don't want to say it was quaint because they did a really great job putting it together, uh,
0: but it, 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 was, as, it was still very crowded from what I saw too.
1: It was it was still pretty crowded, but it wasn't like Comic Con crowded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This was like this kind of reminded me of how Comic Con was when I first started going.
0: By the way, what so, what year did you go, first go to Comic Con?
1: I, jeez, I don't know. I have all of my my badges. I want to say I went back in two thousand five mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. and um. So yeah, and it's like there were more people in it dressed up. There was not nearly as many. You didn't have to you know squeeze through people and hope that you don't get stabbed in the face with some weapon. <laughs> right. Uh, you could move. You could move by people relatively you know comfortably, and I and that's what I really liked about D twenty three. I do feel like they could have done a little bit more uh, work on their masquerade, but granted, this was the second masquerade that they've ever done,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so they're still working on it. So otherwise, it was it was nice because with with that one, it just seemed like it seemed like a lot more people were interested in, in the costumes too. Mm-hmm. a lot of a lot more people were more into going dressed up. And it wasn't so much of we're here to buy all the exclusive stuff because sure, there was cool, exclusive things to check out, to get pictures with and things like that. But it wasn't so focused on us selling you everything. You're mm-hmm. already, here, you know, Mhm. And I felt that was that was a that was a really nice change of pace.
0: Yeah, it um it it seemed well organized. Definitely. Um, I mean, I wasn't there in costume, but I, I definitely liked the vibe a lot.
1: Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, plus what was great was it was definitely it was like a great, great convention that was designed primarily with the kids in mind. Yeah. And like at Comic Con, you've got people walking around literally st- in literally strings and body paint. Sure. And um, this and this one, I mean, you look at the, the the costume rules and they say, oh, has to be family friendly, has mm-hmm. to be you know things like this. No, we- no uh, weapons unless they're like you know been checked, that kind of a thing. And it was like this definitely seems like they're more focused on. Hoping that like whatever little kids come come and have a good time, and it was great getting to see all these little kids in costume. Because Comic Con, I used one of the things I used to like to do at Comic Con was go take pictures of kids, uh, take pictures with kids in costumes. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I would see little Jokers and take pictures with little Jokers and stuff. And this year, you know, you don't you don't see that very much anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, on the rare occasion there was. I mean, I remember two years ago there was a guy who went. As uh, Doctor Jones Senior, mm-hmm. and he's walking around with his little like four-year-old on his shoulders, dressed up as as Indiana Jones. Nice, nice. and it was it was adorable, and mm-hmm. I want I'd love to see more of that. And you do get that at D23.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to have the different vibe at different conventions that are um, certainly just more manageable in terms of the crowd. But yeah, it, it's always different depending on time of year the uh and where it's held i know dragon con is a very different thing but i've only heard about it i've never, I've never been to dragon con i've
1: never i've never been i know that's going on this weekend and mm-hmm. i've seen all these all this stuff for it I'm like that sounds like fun i have festival of sail to do <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, at the maritime so i get to deal with a bunch of ships <laughs> you guys have dragon con i have cannons
2: mm-hmm.
1: and
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of these years i'll get there but yeah
1: Tens and sea battles, yar.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, materials. Where do you like to get your typical costume materials, fabrics and such?
1: Um. Nine times out of ten, I just steal them from homeless people. <laughs> but uh, no. Um. A lot of time, to- it's 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 a big combination of things. I'll I'll scour, uh, Michael's, um, Joanne's for fabrics. I mean. Sure, Joanne's ha- Jo-Ann's has a relatively good selection of stuff. They have nice fabrics, but like Yardage Town will have more fabrics for cheaper prices
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of thing. Um, and then on the occasion that my boss has to go up to the garment district in L.A., I'll go with her and we'll search for fabrics for costumes for the company. I'll keep my eyes open for personal stuff and be like, oh, I need this. I'm going to buy this while we're here. Um a lot of it too is a lot of ebay searches too sometimes just looking around on ebay you end up finding some pretty cool stuff uh i got i've gotten lucky and found some nice fabric for a possible like i was just looking at as a possible wonka shirt just because every now and then i'll see something go oh might want to make another little wonka outfit just because i want to mm-hmm. um and uh yeah no it's it's a big combination of stuff uh sometimes i'll find people who found something and i'll you know, hey, where can I get some of that? Or can you get me some and I'll reimburse you? Sometimes uh, that usually doesn't ever work. Sometimes they'll just send me a link. I prefer just getting sent a link. Yeah. (laughs) At least Mm -hmm. you're a middleman. Um, Yeah, the last time that happened, somebody who will remain nameless because she's horrible um, said that she had seen the... the, the... jack fabric for the new vest from pirates four and i was like oh next time you're up in the garment district if you can just grab me three yards i'll pay you back just at your convenience you know let me know week till comic-con i go hey did you ever happen to spot that fabric and she snaps at me like i'm not just gonna drive all the way up there just to make a fabric run just for you for blah 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 i'm like whoa dude i said at your convenience i was just checking gosh i'll figure it out myself
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i ended up stenciling the whole fabric and uh that's still pretty proud of it <laughs> um but yeah it's a lot of just searching around on online i've ended up finding uh for instance like if i'm looking for furs I've, i'll i go and uh i'll join a, a furry community on facebook and i'll ask them because who knows fur better than furries good point i've actually found some i've actually found some pretty cool websites that supply stuff for like universal studios and stuff through them so that's helped. Um, or, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm part of a couple different Jack Sparrow communities and we all find stuff and sell stuff to each other and talk about things, um, you know, share ideas. Uh, so yeah, then there's the, the hatter community. And whenever somebody finds something, we'll go, Oh, I found this. I bought like a bunch of yards. If anyone needs any, let me know. Kind of a thing.
0: So where, where do you go to, uh, get your hats made?
1: um i actually make a lot of my hats mm-hmm. uh, i made uh captain hook i made that i made let's see i made captain hook i made my hatter i'm working on a new hatter hat my good friend chad uh gave me this hat block out of like foam and duct tape so i need to go get some leather and make a new hat for next year um i'm also working on the new hatter hat which is actually like a a pith helmet strangely enough um so I'm gonna probably construct that out of an actual pith helmet. Uh, everything is kind of a combination of either modifying an existing hat or actually making the hat from the ground up. I have this great big um, hatter-style top hat that I made just on a whim, just because I had the fabric and I had I wasn't doing anything with it, and uh, I made and I wanted to test a couple a couple methods that I had read about in a um, in a millinery book. So I made this 13 inch tall uh full belled top hat and it looks i mean it's it's a pretty cool hat so and it was just because i wanted to test a couple different um methods mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a professor Layton hat same reason just made it because i felt i was bored and i wanted to make a professor Layton hat um and uh so yeah no, it's a lot of the hats i i'll make myself if i can um Certain hats, like wool hats and stuff, I'll have to find an order. I actually have to send an email to some people because I had sent them money for a gray uh, zoot fedora for my uh, wolf costume, and they've never gotten back to me. So
2: going
1: mm. to have to send them a message. And they're like, oh, this one's on back order, so we'll let you know. I'm like, yeah, you should – let me know. It's been months now. So I'm going to send them an email. Um, Captain Hook, for instance, that was actually in, in a, uh, a cheap like woman's elope – pirate hat and it was just this black hat with like lace on the edge and it was kind of gr- it was it was pretty gaudy so i took everything off of it and i modified it and turned it into the what is the captain hook hat now um i did the same thing with the same hat to uh create a, a tricorn for a footman costume that i made for the uh for royal entertainers so mm. um then there are other hats that uh I'll get lucky and find a good friend of mine, Jonathan. He, uh, he gifted a hat to me, this beautiful, uh, black straw top hat. And it's this, it's got a wired brim. It's just, it's so cool and unique because you don't see straw top hats. I I now have two straw top hats. I have this one and then I have a, a white straw top hat that is more of a 18th century, uh, summer hats that I, I'm actually creating an outfit to go along with that. Just on a whim. Mm-hmm. This one, it came in the box. It was kind of crushed, which I have no problem with. It totally has like this chimney sweep look to it. So, I'm gonna be kind of designing a chimney sweep costume to go with that. Just again, because it's fun. Mm-hmm.
0: So, where do you uh, so where where do you order like your hat felt? Um, you know, to what you use to block?
1: Um, you can. I, I've gotten stuff off of uh, off of eBay a lot because there are, there are companies that will sell, uh, the felts for hats and you can get hundred percent wool felt. You can get the rabbit felt. It all depends on the quality that you're looking for and the price. Um, I like to go eBay because for like, I don't know, like 50 bucks, I can get like six, uh, blank hats and then you just starch them and block them. You can hand block them. Um, I've, I've made blocks out of, uh, out of old hats using, um, expansion, expanding, um, insulation foam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a crazy DIY that I stumbled across and it was like, Oh yeah, you just starch the inside of the hat and then you fill it with Pam, put ex- expanding, uh, insulation foam in there and you pull it right out. Bam. Hot ha- hat block. I'm like, Oh, that's useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start experimenting actually cause my, uh, my boss recently got a 3d printer and uh, her husband is like, oh, no, I want to be the first one to use it. But it's been sitting there since last Christmas. Mm. So I have I have things that I actually need to print for certain people because they did a favor for me. And now I, I owe them back. Um, and uh, it's like, you know what? He hasn't touched it. So guess what? Connor's the only one that's actually watched the instructional DVD. He's making stuff. And if Ian doesn't like it, that's too bad. Mm hmm. So I've actually wanted to experiment with, um, 3d printing hat blocks, like in, in parts and then gluing to gluing them together as a puzzle block.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that I could make belled shapes. Cause the only downside is that you can't pin into the 3d prints, but you can pin into the wood that those come in. But those wooden blocks are insanely expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'm, I'm, they're like 300 at the cheapest.
0: Uh, I, yeah, no, I'm not surprised. Uh,
1: <laughs> that that would be great if I was making fifty uh, top hats and selling them at thirty dollars each. Sure, sure. But, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing that. So maybe later, maybe someday.
0: Right, right, right. It's all a matter of demand. I understand that as well, all too well. Um, anyway. Tell me about Speed Racer.
1: Uh, that one was oh, that was a big throwback. That's a old one. Um, speed back when the film came out. Um, I got really excited because I used to watch the cartoon as a kid. My dad used to watch the cartoon as a kid. So I had like a, a bunch of them on DVD that I went and bought with, uh, with a uh, Christmas money. Um, and I used to just watch this show. So when the movie came out, I got exceptionally excited because it was just one of those little nostalgic things. and, yeah, the, again, another movie that just didn't really make it in the box office, but it was fun to watch. It was colorful and different, and I really wanted to do Speed Racer. So I was lucky that that when when the movie came out, they created um, the helmet. Like it was, it was more the movie version that was the classic helmet version. I I did do um, research into actually getting a real helmet, but that style of helmet are they're. It's a real helmet. So you're looking at like $100 for a helmet. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't have the money. So I uh, I still want to take the inner head piece out of it and pad the entire thing and actually make the helmet look more like a real helmet, um, primarily just for the fa- sake of having a realistic looking helmet. Um, but yeah, when that movie came out, uh, me and my, my girlfriend at the time uh, decided that, Trixie and Speed would be really fun to do. And granted, it was. It was pretty cool getting to go around Comic-Con and have people recognize you and know who you were. Plus, it it paid off that the movie was relatively, you know, uh, for, for some people, relatively well-received. well, well received. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just really bummed that the year before they had somebody had a Mach 5 replica at Comic-Con and they didn't have it that year. So that was... That was sad.
2: Mm, yeah. That, was
1: chance. <laughs> that, that actually funny thing. Um, funny story about this. This is how much I love this cartoon. Um, I, in high school discovered that somebody had made a, uh, was selling mod kits to modify your car into the Mach five. Now the base car for that would be a, um, a Corvette Stingray, um, like a, like a 1970 Corvette Stingray, something like that. Um, And it was a convertible, of course. So you could essentially pay this somebody a couple $600,000, something like that, to modify that car into a working replica of the Mach 5. Now, the website didn't actually have that price on there, and I was only really curious of how much it would cost. So I sent them an email, and the guy ends up calling my my parents, and my mom's like, did you call a guy about a car? I'm like (laughs) – I was only really curious how much it costed. I wasn't gonna do it. I just wanted to know what it what what it would cost. Mm-hmm. Just curious. <laughs> so they're like, okay, that's fine. At least you didn't like give them any money or anything. I'm like, no, no. I was just I just wanted to know how much it would have cost. So if someday I'm some rich eccentric, and there goes my rich eccentric plans. If I'm a rich eccentric, I will totally have a Mach Five, and I will drive that that thing all over the place with my helmet and everything. So, that. <laughs> That is my that is one of my rich eccentric plans. Right next to having a house built entirely themed off of um, essentially the, the the haunted mansion. Uh,
0: nice, very nice. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I'm. I need I need to be insanely rich. Basically, <laughs> uh,
0: doesn't everybody?
1: Oh god, right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no. So so that was that was a fun year. And actually, that was the I remember that was the year I did the Comic Con Carmel dancing video for That's the first right. time. That's mm-hmm. right. And that one, that actually surprisingly took off real well. And um, I, I mean, that's something I would love to do again. But sadly, there are not enough cosplayers anymore. Because if you watch that one scene with uh, when I'm Jack Sparrow, with all of the cosplayers there, there, there was a that was a ton of cosplayers, and you don't see that anymore. You don't get that anymore. That was all at Ballroom Twenty, and all those people just hung out at Ballroom Twenty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you're not allowed to even sit around Ballroom Twenty.
0: Uh yeah, they just got to keep moving, keep moving. It's like they don't
1: let you do it anymore. And that used to just kind of be like the the uh, the weebo hangout
2: right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, but that was the funny thing was that year was also the year that we got um, James Duval to be in my little video. And if anyone is a fan of Donnie Darko out there, uh, James Duval was the guy who played Frank the Rabbit.
2: Oh wow! Well. Hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, he was possibly one of the scariest things out of my childhood cuz I watched that movie when I was way too young
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh that rabbit gave me nightmares but I'm walking around the convention center and I see in one of those little showcase areas where they're just showing like old cool old movie and tv show props and they have the the head there they actually had the head Mm -hmm. the next day we walk by there and there's james duvall sitting there doing autographs i'm like whoa wait you're here he's like yeah i just thought i would come to the convention and then i'm like oh look here's my head and they're like hey do you want to just stick around and sign some autographs and i'm like okay (laughs) this man is so jumpy i swear he has add or something he nicest one of the nicest celebrities i've ever met he well he would straight up stand up come around the table take your phone and do a selfie with you
0: mm-hmm. nice, nice.
1: He, he was very cool he was very nice mm-hmm. um and I, that's one of the things that i that i liked so much about comic-con as well is that it's cool to get to meet all these celebrities and a lot of them are really nice um blue frigno seems to be a he's okay he's okay he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk apparently um <laughs> But I've been blessed to see my my hero and idol, um, Doug Jones, on multiple occasions, and I love that man. I love that man so much. He's straight up the sweetest man in the world. He really is. There's nothing you can say about him that could. And you can't say anything mean about him ever because he's that nice.
0: No, I, I get you. I get you. So um, I, I, I usually. Mean, like, I'm sorry. I usually like to ask what what has been. Both your, what do you feel your your best experience went out and about in costume?
1: There you go. Um, well, in, in out and about, well, for for speed racer, definitely getting to dance with with um, James Duvall. That mm-hmm. was definitely one of the biggest moments right there. Was getting to have James Duval do a caramel dancing with us as I'm dressed as speed racer. So that was that was definitely a cool thing right there. Um, and he apparently was a uh, was a speed racer fan, so that that played into it. And i mean i've had i've had some interesting costume related meetings i've had uh i got to meet um what was his name um hold on a second uh creative invader zim help me out here um
0: i didn't watch invader zim i'm sorry
1: oh my gosh uh hold on i'm looking at the dvd right here it was uh Jonan Vasquez. There we go. I, I've met Jonan Vasquez on multiple, multiple occasions. Um, he's almost always at Comic-Con, and I always kind of like to go to bug him because after, like, the fourth time going to see him, he now remembers me. He's like, oh, great, do you again. Um, <laughs> he's really But the first time I met him, I was dressed up as Spike Spiegel, and he's like, oh, my God, you are Spike Spiegel. You're, like, the first Spike I've seen at this entire convention. I'm like, oh, my gosh, cool. Donovan Vasquez knows my character. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Um, one of, I want to say, one of my most favorite random moments. Now, this was a time I actually had a celebrity come up to me. I'm walking down Fifth Avenue um, with my girlfriend at the time, and um, I suddenly feel this gigantic hand on my shoulder and this deep booming voice behind me that just says, "Hello, the Jack." I turn around and there's—I I can't remember his last name. To save me to save my life but um his name's Isaac he played the bosun in Pirates of the Caribbean 1 he was the big scary black man in mm-hmm. the first Pirates mm-hmm. this man is like six foot six or something he's very tall mm-hmm. and it was cool because he just kind of snuck up behind me <laughs> and it was it was totally totally random and that was one of my coolest moments I've actually ran into him maybe three times at Comic Con because he goes every year and mm-hmm. he's just this nice man so that was definitely very cool. I've gotten to hang out with uh, Sean Aston at the Profile of his Profiles of History booth. Mm-hmm. I have his good friend that runs the booth and so Sean Aston's like almost always there, and he's really a down-to-earth, cool guy. Um, I was hoping to see him this year but I missed him. He wasn't he wasn't there this year. Uh, I've hung out with Butch Patrick if uh, anyone's a fan of the Munsters out there played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Munster, and that was that was very cool. He let me kind of manhandle – he brought his costume. He brought his little Eddie costume, and he let me kind of manhandle it to see how it was made. Nice. So it was, was, he, was, he was very cool. That's he was, cool. Uh, he really got to
0: keep it, actually.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um I actually asked him because he brought Wolfie, too. Mm-hmm. And um I asked him about Wolfie, and he said, oh, well, this is actually not, a, not the original Wolfie. Uh, this is a replica a good friend of mine made for me because apparently – when he was, uh, he said, "What was it? It was like maybe in his teens." Uh, they gave him, they, the, 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 stu- the company gave him the original Wolfie as a gift, and, um, you know, he put him up on a shelf, and he sat up on a shelf for years, and all that time sitting up on a shelf just kind of made Wolfie fall apart. So, uh. Wolfie no longer exists, sadly, but um, it was, it was still kind of neat that he, he did have Wolfie, and it's like, oh yeah, he, he the. Uh, lady who makes them you know she does sell replicas of them they're not cheap but you know they're very very well made they're like perfect Mm -hmm. to the original wolfie so that was very cool getting to see him and um i love the i love the profiles of history booth because good friend of mine joe moe he works with the companies worked for them for years um he will kind of let me at the end of the convention i'll hang out over there he let me come in and sort of check out the costumes that they have. Because they, they usually have costumes. This year they didn't. But they'll let me go back and actually get to kind of touch and feel the costumes. So I've gotten to handle, like, I've gotten to feel, like, the actual ring costumes. I've gotten to check underneath the skirt of the Orcai Orc. Yeah, I looked under the Orcai Orc skirt. What up? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, would just, you would actually be amazed at how much detail is in that costume. Um, like all of the rivets are, are beveled rivets. You don't see that in the film at all, but that's as, as far down as they went. They didn't get just cheap rivets and paint them. They were beveled rivets. Mm-hmm. It was very, very neat. Um, so yeah, that's, I th- that's probably why comic cons want one, one of my biggest go-to cons, just cause I get, I get to have so much fun with all these people. I get to meet new people and make new friends. And I mean, again, very blessed to get to make friends with Doug Jones on, uh, on multiple occasions he's actually uh given, given me uh like advice on good ways to clean my face after makeup and stuff like that so That's which is true. pretty cool
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah well i mean it's it's neat because it's like oh i can send doug jones you know the doug jones a message about this and he'll be like oh well here's what i do he's just uh, you gotta you gotta respect a celebrity who's He's he's been in literally everything, mm-hmm. and you'll never know it. And yet, he's just that humble.
0: No, it's always great when you have those kind of stories, and you know they're not stuck up.
1: No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I I he's like I don't know. I'm just I I love that I that I get to run into him now and then. And um, a good a uh, good friend of mine uh, through Instagram. His name is Sydney. He goes by I Shoot Deadhead on Instagram. Uh, he's been working with uh with Face Off lately. Um, I got to go up and uh, visit him in um, Pasadena one of these days. And you're up in Pasadena, aren't you? Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, the day that I can get up there, I guess we're going to have to go and get coffee then. For sure. Um, but I got to go up there because he's uh, going to give me a Doug Jones life cast.
2: Oh,
0: nice.
1: Then I can actually go through with the construction of the greatest costume I've ever made. And it's going to be made for Doug Jones. I can't say what it is. It's going to okay. take years before it happens, but when it does, it'll be majestic. <laughs> it'll be my it'll be my crowning achievement. <laughs> Probably go unnoticed, but that's because I don't have luscious breasts.
0: Uh, that's a whole different topic of conversation. That's
1: an entirely different topic, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, so on the flip side, uh, have you had any um, bad experiences or costume mishaps on the floor?
1: <sighs> Ooh, on the floor. Let's see. I think. Hmm. Um, well, there was one time when I was wearing my uh my uh my throwback hatter costume, the uh the red one. Mm-hmm. And um I was sitting there, we were playing Ring Around the Rosie, and uh, I stood up and stepped on my uh on my ribbons and it actually pulled the pocket out. Hey. Uh, mm. Yeah, thank God though that this this costume is made out of polyester silk, so it's really thin material but I faced the entire thing with like this cheap polyester, uh, like woven polyester, what, like poplin stuff. Mm-hmm. So the entire thing is faced with that fabric. So it actually popped the seam rather than tore the fabric. Thank God. Mm. Uh, so that is that, that there for all you people out there who make costumes. If you're using a thin fabric, face it with something cheap and thick because it's going to save your life someday. <laughs> um,
0: Easily repairable.
1: Oh god. I was I was like, oh great, I could just open up the lining and go zip and I'm done. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Um I don't I don't think I've had very many costume mishaps on the floor so much as have things happen while I do like while i work like birthday parties. Oh really? Because I feel like the upside on a convention is when you're in this big room and it's still air conditioned, so it's definitely you know degrees cooler than it is outside. Mm-hmm. Um maybe not by much, but by enough that you're not, you know, completely dying, just only mostly dead.
0: Um I see what but, you did there, but okay.
1: Uh, um but I want to say probably the most irritating thing that can ever happen is just having uh facial hair fall off. <laughs> um, that's that's the worst because back back in the days of yore when spirit gum was the only way to stick junk to your face um i had i had i had, I was working on a new method for doing jack sparrow's facial hair cuz i mean i can grow the facial hair but because of my job i there are times when i have to shave and it's like you know i I here i have the perfect jack sparrow like, facial hair going on. And then, oh, look, I booked a Jack Sparrow party! Yay! But the day before, Captain Hook means I have to shave everything off for the prosthetics. Right. Great. So, I had to create a way to, um, you know, properly be able to do the the makeup where the, the facial hair, where it looked real. Because I really hated having, like, a beard set that glues to your face that doesn't look real enough. hmm um, I, uh, I ended up doing, um... Nowadays, I'll create a latex base with crepe hair, and I'll just have just a little chin piece that'll glue on, and then a really nicely made f- uh, fake mustache. I need to get a better beard part. But for conventions and for things that's for events that are longer than you know two hours, when I'm got to be moving my face a lot, I'm you know making all sorts of facial expressions and things. Uh, those appliques they don't stretch as much as your skin does.
0: I know so, all too well.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, spirit gum tends to like to want to come off with sweat, and I don't know why. Um, at least with my skin. I guess I, I might must have, like, oily skin or something, but I try and clean my face a lot, and doesn't work. Um, so, one convention I'm walking around, I had the goatee. My goatee was real for, for Jack because I was able to uh, Flynn Rider the day before, and... Um, But the mustache was glued on, and the mustache was just falling off the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up going back to the hotel with just the goatee, and the mustache was gone. I was like, ah! It looked horrifying. It was creepy without the mustache. Right, right. Um, I've had times, like, at birthday parties when I'm doing Merlin, I vouch to stop doing the eyebrows for Merlin because those eyebrows do not want to stick, and they don't want to move, like, your eyebrows. So I'll just paint my eyebrows now. But I actually had a time when the mustache... Halfway through the party starts to straight up fall off. It fell off. I had to catch it. <laughs> it, was, it was traumatizing, and mm-hmm. it made me feel bad because you know you want the kids to believe it. They probably don't believe it anyway, but mm-hmm. you don't want you don't want to give them reason to not believe it mm-hmm. is what it is
0: right right mm-hmm.
1: So I recently have started using just uh graftobian pro adhesive. It's the uh I discovered it when I started doing Captain Hook because uh I needed to have the proper glue. I did all the research for the uh for foam latex prosthetics and the the website that I had ordered the prosthetics off said, use this stuff. And I was like, Okay, I'll use this stuff. And it's a nice thick compound. I find that um spirit gum, depending on what company you buy, some of it seems watered down. Ben Nye seems completely watered down in comparison to Mehron Spirit Gum. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with their pro adhesive. Ben Nye pro adhesive seems liquidy, while Graftobian feels gooey, mm-hmm. and that gooeyness just seems like it sticks to your face better. So, ever since I discovered that Graftobian, I I'll use that. I um I did a Jack Sparrow party just last weekend, and I used a little bit of the glue inside my own facial hair to add facial hair and the and the dread and the little beads, dangles, and everything, and. You could take a look at it, and you'd never be able to tell that I had glued it to my face.
0: No, that's what you want. You want that look.
1: Exactly. Um, I even found that uh, there's this stuff called skin latex that you can buy at um, – at, uh, it's by Ruby's Costume. So it's, it's cheap stuff that you can buy at, like, Party City. It's this cheap latex that you can paint on. It dries clear, and it stays tacky. So I'll build up a full facial hair thing with that, and that stuff will stick to my face all day long, regardless how much I sweat or if I eat or anything. It stays on, hmm. and the worst thing is having to walk around worrying about your damn mustache coming off because you had left your glue back at the hotel.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that completely. No, that's good to know because uh, uh, I'm always experimenting. Lately, I do ProSade, but even that's not foolproof, so –
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. Um I, I will I'll I'll send you this, a picture of this stuff just so you know. I mean, it cost like 5 bucks at a uh, Party City and I'll I'll just I'll honestly I'll take crepe hair and I'll build up on it. I'll cut it and build up and cut it and build up and do the the dreads or the little braids, do the mustache and um I mean, the the recent pictures of me from Comic-Con, that's how my facial hair was done. And looking at it, you'd never be able to tell that it was glued to my face. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I go home, and I'm like, I'm done.
0: Nice. Very nice. And
1: I'm just the prince the next day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Costume changes. We love him and hate him.
1: I mean, the worst is if you if you ever do work uh, in, with an entertainment company, when they go, okay, well, we're going to book you with a Depp Hatter in the morning, and then you have an hour before you have to go become Jack Sparrow. I'm like, what? Do you know how much makeup that is? Yeah that's like an hour's worth of makeup between the two
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> It only has happened once. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was two, it was a two hour change. So I was like, okay, I kind of can make it work, mm-hmm. but at least it was, it, at least it was Hatter to Jack cause Jack to Hatter is harder. Cause then you get the black eyeshadow still on there.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure these people don't think it through that much, right?
1: Oh no, I mean, I'll, I'll do Jack Sparrow, and the next day I'll go to work, and people are like, "Are you wearing eyeliner?" I'm like, I was Jack yesterday. Give me a break. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't come all the way off. Don't you have makeup remover? Yeah, that doesn't do it. It's gonna stick there for two days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about Sweeney
1: Todd. The fabric, the f- material that I got was like a stretch cotton. So it had a nice little bit of flex to it and it was a thick, heavy fabric. And it was double, it was double faced. I didn't have a lining in it or anything. It didn't need a lining. Um, and I, uh, I dyed it like brown and because it had like spandex in it, it didn't dye entirely, but it came out just the right color. And then, um, because back then I was, uh, I would talk to, uh, Sith Camaro every now and then, and he would give me pointers and ideas on how to do stuff, um, and uh now he's too busy to talk to anybody. Um and uh he told me, oh, try using watered-down bleach with a large paintbrush. And I did that and it came out nice and streaky and had that that gorgeous look to it. So mm-hmm. that one was one of the fun ones that I ever got to do, and one of my first adventures in um also in leather working. I uh, all the the uh the sheath that I made for my 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 friends, my razors, uh, I bought two of the NECA razors back when they were still 40 bucks. So I spent $80 on those things. Now you can get them for like $20.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, um, now you can get real ones for $20. And uh, I always wanted the box. I never got the full box, but one day, one day. One day. Um, so I actually I cr- went to my old theater, and I got a piece of wood, and I sanded it and shaped it down um into the shape that I wanted it wanted the uh, the, sh- the sheath to be and I molded some tooling leather over that and then riveted the entire thing together and I added little pads in there for the uh, for the razors to sit nice and snug so my razor holster could hold both of my razors because in the film it was meant to hold two razors um, that was one of the first times I actually started doing commissions too I, I I'm for what it was like 30 bucks for a shoulder of leather. I could make six razors and eat six holsters and each holster sold for like 30 bucks.
0: Not bad.
1: Yeah. So I was actually doing pretty good. It was kind of, kind of cool that I got to do that. Um, there were other guys who were selling them. I know, uh, Seth Camaro was selling his and his was pretty nice, but still it was like maybe 200 bucks. He, he sells stuff for really expensive, um, There was another, there's another guy goes by like Anthony Z or whatever on, on Facebook. He's been, not Facebook, on a, on eBay. And he's been, uh, uh, what's, what, what is it? Accused of, uh, buying stuff from Acme brand and recasting them and reselling them as his own work. So he's not exactly somebody I like. I, I don't like any of the stuff he makes. It's all, it's all junk and he sells it for ridiculous amounts. It's kind of it's kind of sketch so i don't i don't like when people do that kind of thing um and his razor holster though he bragged it up being like the most accurate didn't even hold two razors so i'm like no you wish Mm -hmm. Uh so that was that was that was a really fun costume there i um i still have the holster and the razors uh keeping those for quite some time and um I'd like to bring that one back eventually because I'm trying to work on the – I'd like to be able to work on the coat, and my girlfriend really wants to do Mrs. Lovett. So that might be one that's going to be revisited sometime in the future. Perhaps I'll actually do a wig for this one just to get that, that black wire look. So that one was that one was great though, but it also it also played off that I was um, I was a fan of the original musical. I had listened to the original musical back when I was a kid. I grew up with musicals, so that was one that was always really cool. And when I found out that Tim Burton was doing this, and again Tim Burton enjoyed it, and Johnny Depp, and I was like, oh
2: yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I I liked I always loved how one of the things that and it's, I feel like it's a little unappreciated in this film is the fact that. All of London, all of the costumes, all the characters are very muted. They're very muted colors. Even Pirelli, who's the fop of everyone, his blue coat is all like kind of tattered and old, and still darker than it than you would expect it to have been. And then you see the blood in this film, and it's the brightest, reddest, thickest blood. Mm -hmm. And I like that. That I loved the contrast of that. Of how. The reds stood out so vibrantly, and even the and it was it was one of those kind of cool things that, that was like I feel like you know a lot of people didn't really get to appreciate that part. Sure, sure. That that and also that uh, Johnny Depp didn't actually do any voice lessons for that. That was just him singing on his own. So go him.
0: Ah, good to be Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people keep going. Oh, well, he sung Cry Baby. Like, no. Now in Crybaby, he was voiced over. That was not actually him singing. So oh. a lot of people don't don't get that one.
0: Um. Well, no, that's. Uh, oh, so uh, did you? I'm sorry. Did you get to talk about the pants?
1: Oh right, right. Well, okay. So funny thing about these pants. These pants I found at a thrift store. They uh, they had no tags. So I was I I assume they must have been either the tags have been torn te- out or must have been like a custom pair of pants. Um. Nowadays, I still have the pants. The pants do not fit me. I am way too fat for that now, um, and they're also women's pants. So it really worked out that I was skinny back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always talk, but it was the perfect, the perfect pants. It was the perfect stitch. If you looked at how they 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 looked in the movie, it had the uh, the, the white pinstripes weren't perfect pinstripes they almost look like stitched pinstripes and they had a nice amount of stretch to it so it was comfortable to wear Um, they're also very high which they again Colleen Atwood likes to put Johnny Depp in high-waisted pants all the time Mm -hmm. um and I always told myself if I've ever found this fabric I would I would buy all of it and I would make new pants someday this would be what I'd make my pants out of and years go on um that girlfriend goes, new girlfriend's found, and, um, she was, she was the one that ruined my life, um, <laughs> but we, yeah, uh, we go to visit her, her great-grandmother at her, uh, at her, uh, it was, like, an alteration store, um, and, uh, we're, we're there, you know, she's, uh, she's like, oh, you know, I have all of these zippers, if you guys ever need zippers, just come here and don't buy zippers, I have more than enough zippers, um, so we're, we're checking out all the stuff that's in there, and I come across this bolt of fabric that's just there in the corner. That's It's the exact same pinstripes. Mm-hmm. And I go, can I, can I see this real quick? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I pull it out. I put it on the table, and I roll it out a couple yards. Um, only maybe about two yards I roll it out, and I see that there's only one thing that's ever been cut out of it, and it's a pants shape.
2: Uh-huh
1: and both uh my 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 ex and I they we look at each other and we're like it's not possible <laughs> <laughs> it can't be possible this because it's the same fabric and it's a pair of pants so the the the, the theory goes that possibly that bolt of fabric is what m- made my Sweeney Todd pants and her great grandmother actually let me keep the bolt. So now I have that bolt of fabric mm-hmm. in the wings waiting for the day that they will be turned into a new pair of Sweeney Todd pants. Nice. So that was just one of those things. Like, I don't know if, it, if it's the truth or not, but all I know is that whatever it was cut out was a pair of what looked like fitted women's pants. So. What are the odds? I know. The strange things.
0: Mm hmm. But at the circle K um so (laughs) so um let's see um so what what do you currently have on your dock to make right now i mean aside from all the upgrades like the major stuff
1: the major stuff um as of right now we're working on um well with the new winter wonderland like i mentioned at um at a about at a petco park um i have a couple new costumes that i get to make for that which i'm excited for one of them is going to be for my cousin eric he is a very very talented magician um hmm. but he's also one of our performers and we are and I am making him a Mr. Mint costume from um from Candyland cuz mm-hmm. last year we had a Candyland area and Princess Lolly was there and she was the poor girl was so bored sitting there by herself passing out candy canes cuz it was just like you walk through this area and that's it mm-hmm. and it was you kind of have to feel bad for Princess Lolly. So this year, because they upped the ante and, and, are, and want more characters, even though we're like $2, 000, two, like $20,000 over budget with the characters that they want.
2: Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> and give us more budget. Um, they, uh, they definitely okayed the Mr. Mint. And Mr. Mint is going to be a stilt character. So I get to design this costume around a pair of stilts, which is a new thing for me. But I requested that we get a very specific brand of stilts because they have only one beam to stand on. Rather than most drywall stilts or most parade stilts that you can go out and buy that will have the two bars that you're standing on um, that simulate the length of your foot. Uh, This one will only have one bar that you're standing right on top of. And the reason for that is I've come up with a method of creating the effect that you will not be able to see his feet. Most of these stilts, they're usually just very long pants. You can usually see where the foot and the bracket is, and you can tell where their knee is. But this is only a 15-inch stilt, so it's making my cousin about 7 feet 1 inch. So it's not a completely outrageous height, like 9 feet. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be masked with a combination of the way the overalls are designed, as well as he's going to be having clown shoes on the feet of these stilts. So you won't even be able to tell that he's actually wearing stilts. At least that's my hope.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So that's going to be an exciting uh, exciting trial and to do that. Um, as well as, for me personally, um, for me personally, I'm currently working on a new Halloween character uh, that is going to be done... Well he should be done once the uh, once the pattern comes in. Um sometime mid September because we want to do a photo shoot this September, have him booking out all through October, and that is uh the uh say it once, say it twice, say it three times. It's the ghost with the most. I'm doing Beetlejuice.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Yes.
1: So I've got we were very lucky. We were last time we were up in um In a garment district, we were just kind of going through looking for jasmine fabric, just stuff to make princesses. Like, that's usually what we're looking for. And I come across this thick canvas that is the most perfect stripes. Like, honestly, every time you look for stripes at a a fabric store, they're either uh, really, really big or really small. Mm -hmm. These stripes are, are just about an inch and a half. I think they're actually smaller than that Let's see. sitting right next to it it's yep barely an inch and a half mm. just under that so they're just the right size for the Beetlejuice stripes as well as this fabric has a good amount of act- of stretch in it as well so it's, it's flexible I can move in it
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we ended up buying uh, like six yards of it I have the pants all finished up right here um, I have to have them I have to fit them next. I need somebody to help me pin that and then uh, we're currently working on planning out for the wig because the wig is definitely the trickiest part if you've looked at how they do it at universal studios it 's like a bold cap attached to it, and you can usually see the seam now being a a, a, a practicing effects makeup geek that I am i 've been trying to figure out a way to have it more realistically and in reality, um, a lot of people don't know this, and I just recently learned this as well, but Michael Keaton was wearing a bald cap. Uh, no, not a bald cap, but a, but a, a fake forehead, mm-hmm. a full prosthetic forehead with that costume.
0: To really hide the, the join, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was going through, I was looking up you know, different things, and I came across somewhere in this world on a, on a wig head, they have the bald cap that Michael Keaton wore. And it has a full brow. It comes all the way down to his eyes to give him these big dramatic eyebrows as well as Velcro to hold the wig on. Mm -hmm. So crazy stuff because I would have never thought of using Velcro to hold a wig on. Um, So we're currently working on uh, getting the wig done so that way it can be attached to a, uh, a bald cap, which will then be blended into my skin. And then I get to you know glue moss to myself and everything and that's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a fun one so I'm really excited because this is a this is a big dream cosplay of mine um I've always been a big i mean obviously a big Tim Burton fan and Beetlejuice was one of those ones that I grew up with mm-hmm. and a uh, little 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 trivia here which I again I, th- I just recently learned which I found was pretty interesting out of the 20, 92 minute film that Beetlejuice is. Michael Keaton only appears in it for 17 minutes,
0: but he makes that big of an impact.
1: Yeah. Better yet. He took, he filmed, he it took him a, a full two, just two weeks to film his entire part in right. that film. Sure. Sure. And it still to this day remains one of the most favorite films he's ever gotten to be in,
0: <laughs> which is great. So, mm.
1: Yeah. And, and now we are being blessed with a true sequel, coming out here sometime soon. I don't know, uh, with, within the next like two years or something like that. Um, and I, th- I think, isn't Tim Burton actually directing this sequel? Because he doesn't do sequels.
0: Yeah, I didn't think he did sequels either. Um, yeah, I, I remember hearing some news about this, but I wasn't sure if it was absolutely going ahead or not.
1: Oh, no, it's been, it has been it has been aficionated. Because I know he's, Tim is the executive producer for the new uh, Alice in Wonderland film coming out uh, next year. Mm. Um. And uh, so he – because he's not directing, he's executive producing. Um, But I think he's actually directing the new Beetlejuice film, and that is a big deal because that means, one, the script is really good. I don't think he would do it unless the script was properly to his liking. Mm -hmm. And two, yes, Michael Keaton will be back as Beetlejuice.
2: Well,
0: that's what you need, right? That's what we got to hear.
1: Oh, yeah, because, I mean, in reality – I I've I've read things on uh, on all sorts of stuff. Um for instance for Pirates 5 there's talk about after for further Pirates films replacing Johnny Depp as uh as Jack Sparrow. Yeah, cuz apparently with his f- current family issues and his drinking problem which I think is based on family issues which is based on that new bitch that he's dating. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, Vanessa I, Vanessa was better. Van, he was better off with Vanessa. I,
0: I don't I have not followed any of this gossip. I'm taking I'm just okay. taking it at face value. So
1: the woman he, who had his children, she kept him under control and I feel like he made a big mistake. So
2: kept him under control? Johnny
1: Johnny, Johnny, Johnny hmm?
0: kept him under control, what, from you drinking, you no, say? He's, well, yeah,
1: he's he's always had an alcohol problem. Oh. But uh um, she kinda was like a rock. So mm. I feel like I feel like it was a more healthy relationship. This new chick, it's not so much. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, it, Johnny, you're too old to be partying like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but there was, there was, oh dear, oh dear, go back in. There's talk about um, possibly replacing him with, <sighs> prepare to laugh at this one, either Jim Carrey Ooh. or Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> wow yeah so all like all of us in the jack realm we see this and we're like well you want to kill a franchise that's how you kill a franchise (laughs) ah
2: man you put
1: jim carrey in it (laughs)
0: uh yeah that is yeah no that's
1: i mean when it when it okay i i I admit i love jim carrey i loved him in the Grinch. like no one could play the grinch like jim carrey could that was that was perfect Mm -hmm. um and I mean, I love a bunch of the other movies that he's been, like Liar Liar and stuff like that. He's he's a fun actor. He is really fun. But as a character like like Jack Sparrow, no, no, I would love to see him do that for a YouTube video. Yeah, parody. I would pay money to see that. Mm-hmm. But I would not pay money to actually see a a full production of that done. Not at all.
0: I would agree. I it's kind
1: of like it's it's almost like you know. If you decide to go recast the Ghostbusters with a bunch of uh, with, with a bunch of women, oh really? Yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, could you? That's <laughs> a that's a great way to kill a franchise, you know. Bunch of a uh, bunch of comedic comedian chicks that you know only one of them is actually kind of cute, and you know the main one that's supposed to be the equivalent to Bill Murray, who's you know suave and and uh, very. Well, he's suave and witty, really, mm-hmm. in the Ghostbusters. And no, we're going to replace him with a, with, a, uh, with a loud mouth that cusses every other line. Um, that would be a terrible thing to do. Yeah. 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 Way to stab us in the back, Sony.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, yeah.
0: And, of course, they're going to have all the fans' money anyway, which is how these things go.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm just – I kind of want to walk over to Bill Murray and go, hey, Bill? Bill, tell me they drugged you. <laughs> tell me, please, tell me something happened where they held you at gunpoint or something, because this, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. This is not okay, Bill.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything is like this. Mm-hmm.
2: I
0: don't
1: know what have.
0: Uh I have deep reservations, but, you know, it's, uh, it yeah. is what it is.
1: If anything, I will just red box it and, and then at least I lost a dollar. Right.
0: There you go. Yeah. That's a good way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. Any way to watch it for a, free.
1: The oh, even even better, yeah. If I get to watch it for free, then I'll be okay. <laughs> Somebody said, Hey, I'm I got free tickets to go see Ghostb- the new Ghostbuster film, do you want to come? I'm like, if you're buying popcorn because it's the only way I'm going to be able to survive through this.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe a bottle of Jack Daniels in the backpack, too.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. But, again, I shrug and say Hollywood.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of... It, it's the kind of thing where you you expect eventually something to happen. And I think there's that's still that writer strike which is the only real reason why they're why they're remaking, revisiting and re- and reusing plots over and over again now.
0: Because of the writer strike that happened in 2007? Is that what you're talking about?
1: I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Say yes. okay. Because they they just they scraped the bottom of the barrel and found other writers that had no uh no actual imagination and that's what we're stuck with now
0: yeah well i mean I, I understand their thinking it never works
1: m night Shyamalan wants to do a sequel to avatar you know how many people don't want that to happen a lot of people i would hope yeah and you know how he he continued he's still defending it he's still trying to say that i tried to do it like this so that way it would be more innocent to the kids I'm like no you basically ruined it kids watched this and hated it mm. Yeah. there's a reason no one likes you m night there's a reason
0: yeah yeah started so well and then kind of had that big fall
1: he basically had three movies yeah like three and <laughs> after that i actually i actually watched on youtube somebody did a uh did a it was a i think it was college humor where it was an M night Shyamalan film about M night Shyamalan and how he thought that he was like a great director. And then his, the, the, the awkward twist is that actually no one likes his movies. And he's like, this can't be true.
0: Uh, that's the big twist is, yeah. Cause he's always got a big twist, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Always a big twist. The big twist for, uh, for avatar was, um, we ruined the entire, the entire show for you. That's the twist. We ruined it for you. You came in expecting this, and you got nothing. You got nothing.
0: I, I thought he was done after Earth, right? I thought he would never get another job after that.
1: I, I would hope. You always, you always hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm sure, I don't know how many how many people out there uh, watch anything from uh, Blue Moon Entertainment. Oh no, Full Moon Entertainment. You ever watch any of that stuff?
0: I think. The Podcast,
1: I, uh Evil Bong. Any of those
0: um i know the company i know of what you speak it's been a while
1: okay i'm a i'm a huge fan of full moon entertainment i have every puppet master film ever
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh i have a uh, I actually have a blade plushie i love him mm-hmm. um he's he's my favorite but what i adore about full moon entertainment is that they get these indie writers, these indie directors. They may have talent. They may not. They'll make a film of it on a very limited budget, but everything is made. So it's really kind of a a testament to the days when horror films were very campy, very bloody, and everything had to be created by hand because they didn't have computers. Mm-hmm. So – it's kind of nice to watch this stuff where it's like, yes, you're basically being attacked by a tiny puppet of of a of a African aborigine with a spear mm. for some reason killing you or things like that. Or uh, if you ever watched Wishmaster, which was one of my favorites, uh, the first two were the first like, two, yeah, the first two were amazing, but how he would twist your wish wishes around and stuff. And it's like it was just it was it's really well thought out stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's just the budget is not there. But that's what brings it its charm—the fact that it's very low budget.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I miss that kind of stuff. I, I'm such a fan of low budget horror films and found footage horror films as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's that's a, that's another little dream cosplay of mine. There is someday I will cosplay as Blade, just because he's cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um... really bad. I I like to uh, to wrap up with a couple of uh, sort of overview questions. One is, what advice would you give to any beginning cosplayers?
1: Uh, For beginning cosplayers, uh, don't worry how much you think how bad you think you are or how bad other people say you are, because everyone starts off that way. Everyone starts off like with thrown together thrift store costumes that you hand stitch together. The trick is is just keep Doing it, keep going because you'll find you'll you're gonna get better. You will. I have friends who started off that way and now are making these beautiful dresses, and they would never would have thought that they had they would get to that point. So it's it really is a don't give up thing. Just keep going, you know.
0: And what do you feel is the most important lesson you have learned doing this hobby?
1: Um, in this hobby, you gotta stay humble. If you become a big name cosplayer and I'm not going to name any of them, but some of them out there who started off, you know, where we all are have lost sight of that. And it just seems like they're nothing more than, than a face. And that's, that's it. Then they've really kind of, they don't, it doesn't seem like they have fun anymore. The The true thing about f- cosplaying is just having fun. If you're extremely good and extremely talented that's good for you, but, you know, help out the little guy too, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone, everyone is, is part of this. And regardless of how, how well people know you, it's, just, it's good to stay humble, still, have, still play with it, have fun, still learn new things. Never expect you to know everything because in terms of like the entertainment business or just life in general, no matter how good you are, there's always someone better. So you should never put yourself on a pedestal.
0: Good words. I like it. Words live by. Um, all right. Where can people find you online?
1: Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram if you just search Mad Hatter Boy. I, uh, I, I do, I do ha- use that as a hashtag, too. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, I, I, I made it so. Uh, on Facebook, you can also find me through uh, Mad Hatter Boy. Um, so if you find my Instagram first, there is a link in my Instagram to my Facebook. My Facebook is basically just an extension of the Instagram, though, so Instagram is really the way to go.
0: Understood. All right. I'll put the links as well in the uh, post. Uh, Any final thoughts?
1: Any final thoughts? Well, um, aside from me having to come up there so we can uh, go get coffee sometime and and talk all things Doctor Who. Sure, um, sure um no i mean i had i had fun i'm glad i got to do this definitely pretty cool i
0: I know we've been talking about it for at least the last two comic cons so i'm glad we finally got to do it yes
1: yeah i i think last time i remember you mentioning it and then i added you and i was like hey did this work and we never ended up getting it done so but here we are yes and uh i hope we can do uh something else something like this again sometime maybe uh i don't know the show review or something yeah Let's sit down and watch Disney Descendants. I have a lot of stuff I want to watch, talk about Disney Descendants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe I'll follow up after uh, Beetlejuice is done. It sounds like a really cool project.
1: Oh yeah, that would that um, yeah I'm ex- like I said I'm crazy excited for this one. It's gonna be it's gonna be raunchy. So yeah.
0: He's a fun character. Uh, my friend uh, okay. Wally uh, actually did do um, Beetlejuice at the uh, Universal Studios uh, back yeah, in the day.
1: That's so cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so. I, that must have been a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm doing this thing where I have a little thing. I call them Hatter pockets. They're mm-hmm. gigantic pockets I put inside coats. Um, I'm giving him two giant Hatter pockets so I can walk around with rubber cockroaches and snakes and spiders and stuff to give to people and Perfect. put in their hair yeah oh yeah it's gonna be gross it's gonna be fun I hope I can get a couple girls to scream <laughs> that's my goal if I pull a snake out of my pocket I'd be like oh look hey hey what what I got for ya so yeah, we'll see what happens
0: mm-hmm. scream quotient I like it yes nice I- uh,
1: alright well Connor
0: thank you so much for being on
1: thank you for having me
0: and we'll be back next week with more Shot Talk here on Costume Station Zero <laughs>